Most of our world has been destroyed. Civilization is in a time of great danger. Our survival requires your attention. Our survival requires your labor. Our survival requires your submission. Product must be. The product must be consumed. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? I wonder, like, what would be the most horrible way to die? Well, hello, Mr. Fancy. Some folks have a strange idea entertainment. The following movie contains material that may not be suitable for all viewers. Your discretion is advised. When out on the lawn there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. When I saw someone smashing a pumpkin on my front porch, so I blew the motherfucker away with my big blowtorch. Okay. Yeah, that was absolutely stupid, and I don't care. You know why I don't care? Because it's Halloween. Happy Halloween, everyone. And welcome back to the Next Level Network. Production of... Here it comes. What lurks behind Podcast Zero. And I'm your host, Postmortem Paul. And you know what I realized? There's a lot of weeks I don't actually introduce myself. I noticed that. Uh, (laughs) Something I need to work on, obviously. Um... So, yeah, uh, it's the Halloween episode, which I really didn't do a whole lot of notes for this because a lot of this is just going to be me shit-talking this week. Uh, The movie review (laughs) is kind of like a double movie review, kind of like a comparison kind of thing or whatever. Um, Last week's episode, I said I would have a review for the, you know, the new Halloween movie, 2018. And I was also planning this episode to be the Halloween 1978 episode. Kind of realized, you know what? Um, not that I, not that I want to compare the two movies because I really don't because they are technically two different movies. But you know what? That's what it's going to come down to. So this week's episode is basically me shit talking both movies. Um, one I love. One well. Hold your horses, because you will find out. Um, I mean, obviously, I love the original. That's a given. But do I love the new one? And I had to think about it, you know. I mulled on it for like a week or whatever. and I think I've come to my final conclusions on how I feel about it. So that's what this episode's going to be. A few things before we get to that, though. Number one, um, I posted on the Facebook page that last week's episode, Return of the Living Dead. Uh, it's uh, now dedicated to the memory of James Karen. Uh, you know, played Frank. Oh my god, I'm dying! That guy, yeah. Um, well, he kind of passed away last week, so... 
in his memory, the episode 31, Return of the Living Dead, is now dedicated to his memory because, seriously, that boy made me fucking laugh my ass off. And every time I watch that fucking movie, it never fails. I, I To this day, I still laugh at that movie. So, that's that. Uh, rest in peace, Mr. Karen. Thank you so much for making Return of the Living Dead what it was because that movie is all sorts of fucking awesome. Moving on, though, to brighter and happier things. Um, so, just today, just today, uh, as a matter of fact, maybe about an hour, an hour and a half ago, I finished season two of Castlevania. The, I guess it's anime. I call it animation, whatever. But I guess they're calling it an anime series, whatever. Uh, without spoiling anything, let me just say this. Fucking amazing, Okay. And I liked season one, even though it was like super short, it's four episodes and you know, it was more, I think season one was just like building up the characters, you know, like each episode was like, you know, devoted to a character. Like, what was it? The first episode was Trevor Belmont. No, actually the first episode I think was more Dracula than it was anything else. And then Trevor Belmont and then, uh, Sypha and then Alucard. Well, they've... Now, with everything, you know, put in place and whatnot, Season 2 now shows us the battle between the trio versus uh, Vlad Tepes, a.k.a. Dracula. And, holy shit, Uh, I don't want to spoil a lot. So, basically, how I'm going to say it is this. Slow start. It does have a bit of a slow start. I expected that. I think everybody should expect that. They're going to build up some character development and whatnot. Uh... By the time you hit midway, uh, it really starts to pick up. Episode 7, I will tell you right now, is probably one of the greatest 28-minute episodes I've ever seen in my fucking life. It was awesome. So, um, (laughs) basically, if you saw the first season and you enjoyed it, or even if you didn't, technically, in in, its entirety, it's 12 episodes. Season 1 was 4, season 2 was 8. So if you haven't even watched the first season, you know what? It's 12 episodes. They're each a half hour long. You can kill it in a day. It's not that hard. But do it. Definitely fucking do it. It's so worth it and so much more. Um, I was blown away. And like I, I, I posted already on the Facebook page. It's 10 out of 10. Uh, season 2 was fucking great. So just wanted to say that quickly. Um, so I thought I would have a little bit of fun here. Um, and I've never done this before, and currently right now, I don't have a co-host for this fucking podcast. I'm working on that still. But, that doesn't mean I can't have fun with the listeners, right? Of course I can have fun with the listeners. So, a friend of mine, a while back, a friend of mine, uh, Amanda, she, uh, found this, um, board game she had at her house. It was, uh, like a, a horror board game. It's called Dark Lore. And... She didn't really know what to do with it, so she was like, you know, here. And she gave it to me. And unfortunately, I I don't have, like, a lot of my friends, like, you know, we're all horror nerds and whatnot. But we don't get together enough to play board games and whatnot. Anyways, it's a trivia game. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with my listeners. I'm going to read you a few, like, trivia questions. I'll give you, like, about 30 seconds, you know. Spit it out loud, I won't hear you, but, you know, you can be wrong and I wouldn't know, so you can say you're right. But, uh, yeah, there's some questions here I thought I, you know, I thought I'd throw in there. 
Um, for example, here's one of the questions now, if I can fucking read this properly. Okay, fuck. You know what? I, I've never told you guys this. My, like, little studio that I record in, well, it's not really a studio, it's a room, but whatever. Uh, not very well lit, so I'm gonna try to read these the best I can. Um, hmm, let's see if I can do this. Oh, there we go. Now I've got it. Okay. So, what reason was given for the attack on the humans by the birds in the Hitchcock movie, The Birds? So, you have a few seconds here. So, I, again, what reason was given for the attack on the humans by the birds in the Hitchcock movie, The Birds? No, I, I can't do that Jeopardy music, whatever. But. So, uh, how many more? How many you guys need a few more seconds? No? Um, so, basically, the answer, the answer for uh, what reason was given for the attack on the humans... By the birds in the Hitchcock movie, The Birds? Um, none. There was no reason. So, uh, let's see. What else here we got? Uh, okay, so there, uh, here's, a, here's a good one. It's a kid question, but whatever. It's kind of fun. Uh, name Scooby-Doo's two ghost-chasing cousins. I actually didn't know this. So, And I grew up with Scooby-Doo, but I didn't know this. Anyways, the question again. Name Scooby-Doo's two ghost-chasing cousins. I know, I keep sniffing, I'm sorry. Uh, allergies are still bad. Okay, so, the answer, the answer, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, Scooby-Dum and Scooby-Dee. I never do this. I really seriously did not know that. Okay, let's see. Oh, here's a good one. Oh, shit. Now, come on, like, you guys have to get this one right. Like, seriously. In John Carpenter's The Thing... Where does the thing come from? Come on, that's an easy fucking question. I'm not asking anything hard here. In John Carpenter's The Thing, where does the thing come from? Okay, if you haven't answered this one by now, like, seriously, you suck. Uh, space. Because, um, <laughs> seriously, come on now. Um, okay, in what movie did Bruce and his girlfriend Annie, in a remote cabin in the woods, do battle with sadistic warriors of the spirit world? give up oh, come on now you fucking know this it's evil dead too you guys know these questions uh let's see what else are ghosts and spirits the same thing are ghosts and spirits the same thing no they are not um let's see this is kind of cool i wish i actually had people to play this game with um oh here's a good one and like you horror nerds should know this one so I'm not going to give you too much time to think about it, but just enough. What kind of animal's blood is poured over Carrie, causing her to unleash her lethal powers in the movie Carrie? Come on, you guys know this one. Come on, you know it. Probably already said it, and I'm sitting here wasting time. So, one more time, I'll read the question, and then I'm giving the answer. So, what kind of animal's blood is poured over Carrie causing her to unleash her lethal powers in the movie Carrie. Pig's blood. You guys already knew that. Okay, let's see. Oh, how did Damien's nanny die in the movie The Omen? It's all for you, Damien. Come on, you guys know this scene. You know how she died. She hung herself. Okay. Oh, now this is kind of cool. Here's a question. I'm actually going to give you guys a few seconds to think about this one. A falling picture is an omen of what? 
It's not based on a movie, by the way. Like, it's not, it's not from the movie The Omen. Uh, it's an actual question. A falling picture is an omen of what? Give up. Give up. No. You got it? Death. Okay, let's see. Who played the monster in Young Frankenstein? You guys have to know this one. Come on. You know it. Who played the monster in Young Frankenstein? Peter Boyle. Okay, I know it's kind of stupid that I'm giving you guys the answers, but I'm also giving you a chance to, like, kind of... Um, let's see. Some of these are kind of cool, and then some of them I think are kind of... Like, seriously, I wouldn't get all these answers. Um, in the movie Ghostbusters 2, let's do a Ghostbusters question, okay? In the movie Ghostbusters 2, what green ghost made a special guest appearance? Come on, you guys gotta fucking know this one. What green ghost made a special appearance? Who was in the first one? Come on. Slimer. You guys know that already. Ooh, here's a good one. Now, we'll see how many of you get how many of you get this one. Not that I can keep count, but hey, you know what? Hey, it's Halloween. Have fun with it, right? What movie sequel starred Eric Stoltz? As someone caught in a web of unwanted, grotesque, metabolic, metabolic changes. I anyway, said the word wrong. Let me repeat that so you guys can get it this time. What movie sequel starred Eric Stoltz as someone caught in a web of unwanted, grotesque, metabolic changes? It, I'll give you a hint. It's relevant to next week's episode. Give up. Give up. Give up. The fly too. You guys knew that. I know. I'm making this way too easy, aren't I? Let's see. Oh god, this is such an easy fucking question. Seriously, I wish I had people to play this game with. Uh, in the movie An American Werewolf in London, why did the main character become a werewolf? Jesus Christ, why do they all become a werewolf? He was bitten by a werewolf. Okay, a few more questions. Um Oh, here's one. Uh, okay, this is more comic book related, but let's see if you get it. Uh, who is the Norse god of thunder? Come on, this is fucking easy. I'll give you a hint. He's played by Chris Hemsworth. You got it? Yeah, I know you got it. Thor. That was a little too fucking easy. Um, uh, oh, okay. Ah, here's one. Let's see if you guys know this. You guys probably do. I mean, this is again, these are easy questions. Which way do the stripes go on Freddy Krueger's shirt? So which direction do they go? And, you know, think about it. Like, Freddy Krueger was just on the Goldbergs this past week, right? I don't know how many of you saw that. It was kind of funny. Um, By the way, uh, I'll get back to this in a second. But uh, Robert Englund has said he may do one more Nightmare on Elm Street for the fans. I think that's kind of cool. Um, anyways, back to the question. Which way do the stripes go on Freddy Krueger's shirt? Horizontal. Okay. Uh, one more question, and then I'm going to shut the hell up. And we'll go on to me shit-talking Halloween movies. Uh, let's see. Let's find a good one. A good one. A good one here. Oh, boy. Uh, that's an easy one, but you know what? Why not? 
1968, George A. Romero horror classic helped establish the growth of independent films. Come on. I did this at the beginning of the month. Got it. You should have it. Yes, Night of the Fucking Living Dead. Well, okay, not fucking, but you get what I'm saying. Anyways, so that's me having some fun with you guys. You know, a little bit of trivia fun and whatnot. Uh, so, okay. Next up, we're going to do... I. You know what? I, I, it's fucking weird because I'm doing kind of a review of two movies. So, originally I was going to do... Uh, both trailers, but both trailers are like two minutes plus, so that's like you know five minutes of the episode. I didn't want to do that. So few TV spots, uh, you know, representing both films, and then I'm gonna shit talk them for a while. All right. So we will be back in just a moment. Until then, take it away, TV spots. Halloween. <laughs> I think he'll come back. Halloween, the night he came home. Rated R. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. The bus crashed. Michael escaped. I've been preparing for this for a long time. For 40 years, I've waited for him. So I can kill him. Can you close the closet door? said i was just going to do tv spots and then i threw the silver shamrock jingle in there just for shits and giggles i know i am like apparently well no i can't say i'm in a boat all alone because there's quite a few people that agree with me halloween three fucking rules kiss my ass okay i love halloween three 
Okay, so it doesn't deal with Michael Myers. Big fucking deal. Who cares? Actually, Michael Myers does make an appearance in that fucking movie. It's just it's on a little small TV screen. <laughs> but whatever. You know what? People will bitch. They'll bitch. Whatever. I, I personally think that Halloween 3 is awesome. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. <sighs> Me and all my other personalities. I should just start introducing some of them. But no. <laughs> Too weird? Yeah, too weird. Whatever. Uh, so, Halloween 1978, Halloween 2018. 40 years apart. Um, and almost like 40 years to the day, actually, because the original one came out in, uh, what was it, October 25th was its premiere. That's 1978. And October 19th, 2018 was when the next one came out. So, their difference of six days. Oh, excuse me. Um, but yeah, so th- literally they're about 40 years apart, like almost dead on. But uh, yeah, so I'm glad you all came back because I'm probably going to lose half of you after I do this. But, whatever. Uh, kind of thinking about it. I was trying to figure out how I was going to do this because I know not everyone has seen the new Halloween movie. But shame on your sorry asses. And if you haven't fucking seen the movie yet, just hit stop. <laughs> Come back when you've seen the movie because I'm probably going to spoil some shit. So, and because I'm talking about both movies, I can't, I can't tell you where and when, you know, like I can't say, well, skip ahead five minutes or something like that. No, it's not going to work that way. So, how to do this, right? Well, let, let me put it to you this way. Okay, so the first Halloween movie, I think I saw... I keep trying to remember the exact age I was, and that doesn't work too well. I'm an old man. My brain don't work that well. So I was either 12 or 13. I know I was young enough, but I wasn't four years old like I was when I saw Night of the Living Dead. That was for sure. And the first time I saw the original Halloween was actually on TV, so it was kind of edited. I saw the rated R version a little bit later. Not very much later, but a little bit later. But, uh, and for those of you who know, like, the, the television version has, like, what is it, like, eight extra minutes because they had to make up for everything they edited out. So they went and recorded some extra scenes later on, which was just extra exposition. And I believe it actually, um, I just watched it the other fucking night, too. There was, like, something about where it, like, included the idea of Lori being his sister. Well,. No, technically, I mean, even at that, that was kind of left open-ended because it just said sister on the door. Like, when they, you know, they showed the door where he wrote the word sister, but he didn't didn't clarify whether or not that meant Lori or, you know, um, Judith Meyer. So, whatever. Uh, But, yeah. And then there was, like, some extra exposition with the the three girls, whatever. So, Uh, but, yeah. The original Halloween. um, So... And I don't want to do it this way, but it's going to end up being this way, so fuck it. Who cares? The whole idea of comparing the two, 78 versus 2018. And I'm going to be straightforward and honest about this right now. I It's not that I have anything against David Gordon Green or, you know, uh, Danny McBride or whatever, but you guys aren't John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. And... 
I mean, I love the fact that John Carpenter was behind the score for the new film. That's awesome. Like the score, 2018's version, uh, the, the score is fucking amazing. I've already bought the soundtrack. I love it. As a matter of fact, last week, uh, near the end of the episode, I was playing a few clips in the background from that soundtrack. It's, fuck, the soundtrack's awesome. My problem is, okay, so, when you're watching the original Halloween from 1978, one thing that I, f- I, I absolutely love about this movie is the fact that the interaction between the three girls, Annie, Lori, and Linda, seemed very natural. It flowed. You you thought you were watching three girls walking home from school, you know, you know, shit talking each other and having fun, having a giggle. Totally, you know. Uh, but it felt very real. It felt natural. Fast forward to 2018 when you've got Lori's granddaughter talking with her two friends and everything felt like it was by the numbers. Um, the dialogue just felt choppy. It felt like each actor was waiting for their cue for their lines. It didn't have that flow. And the thing is, is that for those of us who really studied the original film, we all know Deborah Hill was a big part of that. Deborah Hill like worked with the girls to get a very natural feel. It's missing in this new movie. Um, not that it hurts it. Like I mean, and before I go any further, let me let me put this right out in the front. Everyone should see the new movie. I I highly suge- I, I recommend it. I highly suggest it. See the new fucking movie, okay? Don't let what I'm about to say ruin your 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 thoughts like go see it because it's still a good movie it's just the best way for me to put it it's not what I expected it's not what was marketed okay um we were told that the new movie was a continuation from the first one there's a lot of differences between the two now going back to the first film because a lot of people will will point this out, and I'm well aware of it. I know it. It's a flawed movie. 1978's Halloween, there is... Fuck, there's even a website where I believe they have up to 70 bloopers and, like, things that are wrong with the movie listed in order of when they happen in the film. I'm well aware of it. I know. I, I've caught so many of them myself. Everything from when, like... There's the scene when, you know, um, Annie and Lori are walking home and Lori's like, oh my God, look, and you see Michael at the bush and then he disappears. And when Annie goes over, she's like, Lori, someone wants to talk to you. If you watch closely, you'll see like a waft of cigarette smoke go past Annie's face. It's fucking hilarious. And I guess the story behind that was, was it was either the cameraman was smoking or John Carpenter was smoking and they got a little too close to the scene. So, yeah, you see smoke wafting by. Um, One of the most noted bloopers of the first Halloween is at the very end when Lori is, like, banging on the door for Tommy to let her in. And she's holding the doorknob on the right side. And when Tommy lets her in inside the house, he's opening the door on the right side. It's, like, swinging the same, like opposite ways from like outside and inside and the reason for that was because the exterior of the house was one house 
and the interior of the house was another house, and nobody paid attention to which way the door was swinging. Um, I mean, and not to mention you see California plates in Illinois. You see mountains in Illinois. Like, don't get me wrong. I know Halloween 1978 has its flaws. I'm not fucking stupid here. And I get tired of people pointing that out to me where they like, when people will say, well, it wasn't a perfect movie. I know it wasn't. That wasn't what made the movie so damn fucking good. What made 1978 so good was the story, the idea of Michael stalking Laurie. The whole cat and mouse thing. When you think about it, the original Halloween has almost no gore at all. It's all suspense. It's all chasing. It's all playing cat and mouse. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, when, when they said, when, uh, David Gordon Green and, uh, Blumhouse and all them said they were retconning from, you know, part two on, and they were going to have that Lori and Michael weren't related. And, you know, and you get, you get your people that will say, well, well then why the fuck was he stalking her in the first place? That can actually be answered because when you think about it, something happens in the beginning of the movie. The, the beginning of the movie, you have Lori leaving to go to school. Her dad says, don't forget to drop the keys off at the Myers house. And she runs into Tommy. What does Tommy say to her when they get to the, the, the Myers house? Don't go in there. You're not supposed to do that. She walks up, drops the keys. Who's on the other side of the door? Michael. Well, that's why he chose those two. If you think about it, he didn't go to kill Tommy. He just wanted to stalk Tommy. He was trying to kill Lori because Lori's parents are trying to get rid of the house. Now, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little far-fetched to think that, you know, Michael's like possessive of his house and doesn't want anyone to sell it. But, you know, even the subsequent sequels, it always seemed like whoever was trying to sell that house, he made sure he killed them. It's almost like he was possessive of the house. Um and that's kind of the way I always took part one. Of course, then part two comes along and says, well, they're brother and sister. It's like, okay. Part four comes along and we got little Daniel Harris. And, well, she's his, you know, what, uh, niece? <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, they they kept going on with the whole family story and whatnot. But it didn't have to be like that either. And, I mean, John Carpenter has specifically come out and said, you know, Halloween 2, he never... Really, the whole idea of Laurie and Michael being related was a drunken mistake, is what he calls it. And, you know, sometimes sometimes I wish directors or, you know, creators would shut the fuck up. Not that, don't get me wrong, I, John Carpenter is a fucking god. I love him to death. But it's kind of like when George Lucas will, like, you know, retcon shit or say, well, I hate it when I did this. And it's like, yeah, but don't you understand the fans loved it, so shut up. Like, because Halloween 2 is a, a very solid sequel. As a matter of fact, I even have friends that I've talked to that have said, they think Halloween 2 is actually superior to Halloween 1. I don't know how they think that, but they do. Um, and the Halloween 1 I'm talking about is Halloween 1, like 1978, not Rob Zombie's Halloween 1, or like this new one that's called just Halloween. And yeah, Honest Trailers did a fucking hilarious video today. Uh, I, I posted it today on my personal profile. I thought it was fucking hilarious where they're trying to explain like the whole like timeline shit and everything. And then they're like, this franchise is just fucked up. I'll tell you something. It, honestly, I the Halloween franchise is probably more fucked up in timeline than even DC movies are. Like, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. But, you know... 
Uh, sticking with the first Halloween before I, I kind of really dump on the new one. Um, so you got to keep in mind that that score has been iconic for 40 years. As a matter of fact, it's to the point where like when you see a Halloween movie, if you don't hear that, you know, that what is it? The five, four timing uh, theme song. Like it's just not a Halloween movie. Um, the mask has become iconic. Too bad so many of the sequels butchered the look of that thing, but it is what it is. Um, and then you got you got to figure though, like look at look at the career of Jamie Lee Curtis after she did, you know, Halloween. Like that that movie helped like propel her into stardom. Uh, Nick Castle would go on and do like other movies, including one of my favorites, The Last Starfighter. He directed it. I think he even wrote part of it too. Um, and I love that movie. And I know, yes, it's dated as fuck. I don't give a shit. That's the thing. Like, honestly, you'll notice, like, whenever I review movies, I don't give a shit if it's dated. I don't give a shit if it looks bad, okay? I just like watching movies. And I like watching a lot of older movies because there's a lot of passion in them. So, which that that was one thing that show that w- was really prominent in the original Halloween film was the passion behind it. It was a very passionate film. Not saying that the new one wasn't, but... Okay, so... Okay, clear my throat. Because this is more... Halloween 1978, I could talk about for a while, but it's been around 40 years. It's been talked about over and over and over. The 2018 film is the one that I have a bit to say about it. And number one, so when I initially saw it, and I don't mean to sound critical of Danny McBride, but this is the second film that I've walked out of the theater that he's been involved in. And I didn't know how I felt about it when I walked out. The first time this happened was Alien Covenant, that piece of fucking shit. But anyways, uh, I don't want to go on an Alien Covenant rant. But he was a part of that, and I walked out of that theater that day and felt like, what the fuck just happened? I go and see this new Halloween movie, and I'm probably partially to blame for this because I hyped myself up to see it. I really thought I was going to see something that I wanted to see. And it didn't turn out that way. And it was a Danny McBride film. So, sorry Danny McBride, but I've kind of learned that if you were involved with a movie that is a sequel or a remake, to stay the fuck away from it. Because I don't like your take on it. No, it's, it's, again, like I said, it's not him personally. It just, that was, it was, it was just something that was very common when I noticed it. But yeah, I walked out of the theater, felt very, eh, you know. Uh, disappointed was probably the best word for it, not the, and I kept trying to explain to people, it's a good movie, it's not a bad movie, it's a good movie, but when it's supposed to be a continuation from the first, tonally, these movies feel completely fucking different. First off, in the original film, when he's tracking Lori, he's very methodical about it. He followed Tommy to find out where Tommy was going. He scared Tommy's friends to keep an eye on Tommy. Never went after Tommy, but he needed to know where Tommy was to keep an eye on Lori. Who does he kill in the movie? He kills Lori's friends. 
And that one guy that was driving the red truck. <laughs> but that's because he needed clothes. Um, But he was very methodical. And, like, okay, like, something like, for example, when Annie screams out to him, Hey, asshole, speed kills. He was in the car. And it's funny because her death takes place in a car. Almost like he was, like, ready to say, Okay, speed's not the only thing that kills you in a fucking car, bitch. I will. Um... And maybe that, maybe I'm like completely reaching on that. But when I watch that scene, that's what I always think is like, fuck, that was kind of interesting because she bitched at him when he's in the car. So he kills her in a car. Uh, I don't know. Again, I'm probably reaching, but he was very methodical. And the the whole cat and mouse thing, like he stalks Lori for what? The movie's, uh, I want to say it's like 92 minutes long, I believe. 92 or 93 minutes long. And they don't actually, like, go face-to-face until, like, what, the last 10 minutes of the movie? He plays around with her for quite a while and, like, doing the whole stalking, like, like out in the backyard, you know, behind the sheets and whatnot and behind the bushes and, you know, they, when she's in class and the car's outside and then all of a sudden the car disappears and, like, which Honest Trailers had a lot of fun with that, too, but... What I'm saying is, is he was very methodical. He he was very precise with what he wanted to do. Halloween 2018 is one big goddamn mess. And the reason I say that is because the kills don't make sense. Like, he just seems like he's just randomly killing to kill. Like, oh, someone's garage door is open. I'll walk inside. Oh, hey, I'll pick up a hammer and smack this woman offside, you know, her head. So what? I can take her knife? Like, what? Like, it did. I know it was supposed to be an homage to Halloween, too, but the first Halloween, too. But, <laughs> God, the fucking timeline for these movies. But, um, it, I don't know. Like, some of the kills just seem like they didn't fit. You know what I mean? Like, it, it seemed very messy. The whole, uh, and not to mention, okay, now here's another nitpick that I had that was just fucking killing me. So Michael Myers escapes Smith's Grove, uh, Smith's, <laughs> Smith's Grove Sanitarium. God, <laughs> I hate when my tongue gets tied, but whatever, fuck it. Uh, <laughs> you notice, like, I leave all the bloopers in, eh? Yeah, I, I, there was a time, like, back when I first started podcasting, I used to take everything out. Like, I would, like, edit the shit out of my podcast. Now I just figure, fuck it, because I'm human and I'm going to fuck up anyway, so just leave it. Besides, then, you know, it's wasting your time, which then makes me happy because I wasted your time. No, I'm kidding. Um, that That's uh, the, that's the rude Paul talking right now. The, the nice Paul wants to come back now. No, uh, <laughs> I lost track what I was talking about, so I'm trying to kill time. No. <clears throat> okay, so, anyways, getting back to the movie, though, um... So we're talking 2018, and it's supposed to be recent times, right? So here's the thing. Here's my problem. He escapes the sanitarium. He's on his way to Haddonfield. Why, why we don't really actually know. I, I guess it's to f- square off with Lori, finish the job, I guess. I don't know. Like I said, why does he go in that one woman's house? But whatever. Here's my thing. Okay, it's 2018. Now, it, we're all living in this world right now. We all know that, like, the slightest person fucking sneezes or scratches or nuts. What happens? It goes on social media. Uh, cable networks report news so fanatically that 
it's like fucking sickening sometimes. Like, oh, look, like Prince Harry's hair is parted on the side, on the left side instead of the right side. And all of a sudden it's like, you know, on every fucking newspaper. How is it that this fucking psychotic killer who also was in a mental like a, a, a mental patient bus with a bunch of low level mental patients and yet he's high risk wait what and there's no other authority like escorting the bus or like you have what i think there were two guards on the whole fucking bus like and you're dealing with like you know massive fucking serial killer here okay like supposedly he's like this huge fucking threat nobody thinks to you know pay attention to this shit but getting back to the social media thing, he escapes, and nobody in all of Haddonfield knows about this but Lori? How the fuck does this shit happen? Like, you're trying to tell me that 4,000 teenagers on their fucking phones weren't all of a sudden tweeting and posting this shit on Facebook? Like, okay, I get the idea of, you know, the boyfriend throws um, the granddaughter's phone in that pudding or whatever. But you're trying to tell me she wouldn't go get her phone? Give me a fucking break. Okay? Like, kids today, they can't put their goddamn phones down. You throw their phone away, they're going to go fucking grab it. Um, and and that just seems stupid to me. And the, the whole idea of, like, you know, oh, her voicemail's not working because, like, that's the only way we ever find people. Like, uh, I don't know. The, that whole aspect because, like, you know, knowing that we live in a very, like, tech-oriented world, it was like... How the fuck is this guy, like, just showing up in Haddonfield and nobody knows but Laurie Strode? Um, Laurie Strode going all Sarah Connor, it was okay for me. I mean, I'll be honest with you. One of the things I absolutely love about this movie, Jamie Lee Curtis. I love her. I think she's awesome. I think she tried her best with a script that really wasn't that good. I honestly believe that Jamie Lee Curtis fucking did amazing. Not utilized enough, though. Now, I do also know that there's like 30 minutes of footage that was cut from this movie. I'd kind of like to see it put back in. I'm wondering if it would actually make this movie a lot better. Kind of like the whole Batman versus Superman thing back in the days when, back in the day when, um, oh, what was it in 2015? I think it was or whatever, when they uh, released the ultimate cut for Blu ray and DVD and it made the movie like exponentially better. <laughs> like, I don't know. I, I'm kind of thinking maybe like the new Halloween movie should be like that as well. Like, can we get a director's cut on this thing? Because I'm kind of wondering what the fuck you hacked out of it. Uh, some of the editing seemed so fucking choppy. It was like so quick. And I don't know, especially near the, the beginning of the film, near the end of the film, a lot. I felt it flowed a lot better. I felt like it didn't seem like so choppy. But in the very beginning of the movie, I'd say within like the first like 15, 20 minutes, it just seemed like it was like chop, 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 chop. I'm like, what are they cutting out of this? Uh, oh, and the whole idea of the two podcasters. Give me a fucking break. Okay. Give me a fucking break. You're trying to tell me that two fucking stupid podcasters walked up to the eternal attorney general and said, can we borrow that mask? We want to see if we can trigger Michael Myers. Wait, what? Seriously? This was your great fucking lead into the fucking movie? And you got some dude holding a mask going, say something, Michael, say something, Michael. What the fuck am I watching? Seriously, that that whole opening scene enraged me. <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, okay, I already knew I didn't like this idea to begin with. 
but like seeing it play out, I was like, you're kidding me. This is what I paid 16 bucks for. <laughs> yeah, $16 to see this fucking movie. And it wasn't even 3D. Jesus Christ. But uh, I don't know. Like, and not to mention like the podcasters, like the two of them, very annoying. I guess they were supposed to be because they're like media type and whatnot, but I didn't like them like one fucking bit. It was like, okay, when they actually died, like I was kind of happy about it, except here's my thing also, like, and I know suspend disbelief because you're watching a fucking horror film. I get it. I totally get it. But when like the dude, like the, the podcaster dude, when he's getting his head smacked off the wall, like, you know, 10 times and yet somehow or another is still barely conscious. That's not possible, dude. Like, seriously, you're going to smack your head twice. You're out for the fucking count. Like, I'm sorry. You do it a third time, you just killed him. Like, especially if if Michael Myers is supposed to be, like, this, like, you know, brooding, like, mass, like, serial killer kind of, like, you know, he's really buff and shit and really tough. Like, I mean, he gets his own fingers blown off and keeps fucking coming at Lori. So, I'm kind of thinking he's, like, a tough badass. Like, even if they tried to humanize him in this movie, which, okay, whatever. Yeah, you humanized him. You burned him alive in the fucking house. Uh, spoilers to the very ending. Uh, and then at the end of the credits, which I didn't see because our theater's power went out. But anyways, the end of the credits, you hear, <sighs> he's breathing. Okay, so in other words, Michael Myers is still alive. Kind of like the end of Halloween 2, the first Halloween 2, uh, when Loomis and Michael went up in flames, and then all of a sudden, you know, Halloween 4 happened. Oh, wait, Halloween 4 happened because a lot of people were butthurt about Halloween 3 because they didn't like Season of the Witch. Yeah, lick my nuts. Anyways, so that's that. Um, but yeah, he so he's basically burned alive in, like, Lori's, like, booby-trapped, like, you know, fucking army house here it's like what the fuck is going on and the whole like relationship between Lori and her mother or Lori and her uh, daughter sorry kind of annoying kind of bullshit um I didn't like the fact that everybody's acting like you know like Lori is like fucking crazy psycho crackpot and it's like bitch like she was attacked by a fucking mass murderer that's still alive and getting you know quote-unquote transported which Speaking of the whole transportation thing, you when you find out like that, you know, Loomis 2.0, uh, that horrible doctor, uh, you almost wonder if he set that up anyways, when you think about it, because like he wanted to like know what it's like to kill. It's like, okay, so why did you need Michael for that? Like, just go kill someone if you really want to find, no, let me rephrase this. People do not go kill people. Okay. I'm just saying like in terms of the film, because uh, I got to watch what I say because I don't need, you know, someone reporting me for them telling me that I'm like, you know, telling people to go kill. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, is in the context of the film, the doctor wanted to know what it was like to kill. Okay, why do you need Michael to find out what it's like to kill? When you fucking killed Will Patton's character anyways, who, like, supposedly he was like, okay, that that was the other thing, too. He's like the, the, the cop that was, like, the first responder, like, you know, in 1978, and it's like, I don't remember him in the movie. I don't even remember them bringing up a fucking first responding cop. Like, all of a sudden, we just gave this guy a role and said, well, he's the first responder. I'm like, huh, what? Like, where the fuck did this shit come from? Um... 
One thing I do love about the new Halloween movie, I do love the little um, Easter eggs. Although some of them kind of ruined the whole um, unpredictability of the film. Now, I did like the silver shamrock mask. I thought that was very cute. I like the... um, There's the one clip where uh, you hear the song playing on the radio, and it's the song that Lori sang uh, when she was walking home from school that one day. The whole, just the two of us, that that song. I like how that was playing on the radio, like in the car. That was kind of cool and whatnot. But then there was the idea of like, okay, in the first movie, you know, Michael gets, you know, thrown over the balcony, and then when Loomis looks, he's gone. And they did that this time with Lori. I actually was not happy about that because I knew that's what was going to happen. I was like, you know what? If they had thrown Lori over the balcony and then she died, that would have been so much fucking cooler because nobody would have seen that coming. I'm um, not saying that I wanted Lori's character to die, but it would have been unpredictable. It, it would have been something that you wouldn't have seen coming. Um, the idea of the granddaughter sitting in the same corner in the classroom that Lori did in the first film, and she looks out the window and she sees her grandmother... And then she looks again, and her grandmother's gone. It's like, well, we've done this before. Um, there were, and that was the thing. Like, I liked that they were paying homage to the original, but this is supposed to be a continuation of the original at the same time. So it's like, why are why are we doing this? Like, why can't we just make the story feel tonally the same without basically copying shit we did in the first movie? If you know what I'm saying, like. I don't know. And again, maybe I'm nitpicking too much. Maybe that's my problem. Um, but being... I, I, I've watched the original Halloween film... God, more times than it's considered healthy. Uh, and I've studied the shit out of it. I've read books on it. I've read document. I've watched documentaries. I've read shit on the internet. Like it, It's kind of like one of those movies that like I know a lot of shit about it. I don't know everything. I, I, you guys know, like, I, I'll be the first one to tell you. I don't fucking know everything, okay? Um, but that said, like, I went into the new film expecting to see 40 years later and expecting to see Michael Myers do what Michael Myers does. This felt like we were continuing the story 40 years later, but with Rob Zombie's Michael Myers in the fucking movie. Like, when he's dropping the teeth in the stall. And, like, the 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 blunt trauma force that he puts people through and some of the gore and whatnot. And it's like, okay, so was this your way of giving an homage to the Rob Zombie shit fests? Because as much as like, and I tell people this all the time, the original, like the, the original, the first Rob Zombie Halloween film, I find it tolerable. I don't like it, but it's tolerable. If it's on, I'll watch it. I don't like that they gave Michael that huge white trash backstory. Like, seriously, anything to put... No offense to Rob Zombie, but stop putting your fucking wife in every goddamn movie you make. Um, Because that's what that was. And it's an excuse to put Sherry Moon in a fucking movie. And Halloween 2, his version of Halloween 2, first off, didn't even come anywhere close to the original. And secondly, what the fuck was that? Like, okay, so... We killed the, you know, Sherry Moon in the first film, but we got to figure out a way to put her in this one. So let's put her as a fucking ghost with a white horse. What? Seriously? So, I don't know. Anyways, I don't want to 
bitch about Rob Zombie's Halloween films because I could be here a very long time about those. Um, but that's what I felt like. Like the Michael Myers that we were seeing in the 2018 film felt very much like the Tyler Main Michael Myers, the, the the one from the Rob Zombie films. And yet there were other times where he just strangled someone out. And it's like, but that's what he did in the first one. That's that's Michael Myers. Michael Myers, when you think about it, the, the, the most gruesome killing I think he did in the original film was when he held Bob up against the wall and put the knife through him, which actually can't happen because a butcher knife would not have been strong enough to hold Bob up on that wall to begin with. But it was still, it was fucking cool to watch. But I mean... I mean, that's not how that works, if you know what I mean. But, and again, like, you know, like, like I said, like, like people will try to point out to me, they'll be like, well, you know, the original wasn't a perfect movie. I never said it was. I just said I fucking loved it. Um, Spookies is not a fucking perfect movie. Trust me. And it's in my top 10. Okay. So that tells you a lot. Tells you a lot more than you need to know. But no. Um, So... I could keep going on forever and ever. Uh, I love. I'll be honest with you. The 2018 film I do like because it gave me a lot to talk about, Um, and I do like the movie. It's just it's not what I thought it would be. So, the original Halloween, 1978. How do I rate it? How do you think I rate it? Ten out of ten. The new one. So the new one's kind of like this. Um, in terms of, you know, the storyline and the whole feel of the film and whatnot, I, 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 I'm going to get hurt when I say this, but I feel it failed. I actually, I, I feel that the, the atmosphere, the, the, the feel of the film is a failure. I'm being generous when I say I give it a 5 out of 10 for that. But if I was to just approach it as a new movie and ignore the fact that it's tied to the first one, let's just look at it within its parameters, even though they made people very fucking stupid. Who leaves their kid in a car to go, oh, uh, here's this mental patient bus that's like, you know, off the side of the road. People are walking around looking like fucking zombies. Hey, kid, stay in the car. I'm going to go out and see what's going on. Really? Are we this fucking stupid people? But anyways, actually, 2018? Yeah, we are that stupid. Anyway. Um, but in terms of do like did I enjoy the film? I'm not gonna lie. Uh when it gets released on Blu-ray, I will be buying it. I have to add it to my collection. Um, because I have them all, including that god-awful Halloween 2 that Rob Zombie released. But anyways. Yeah, it kind of came with the box set, okay, guys? Like, there's nothing I could do about it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have fucking bought it. But anyways, um, I will be buying the new one. And it's one I will probably revisit. I mean, if I can get through Resurrection quite a few <laughs> couple times there, I'm pretty sure I can get through this new one. No fucking problem. Resurrection was fucking horrible. And yet, I've watched it several times. Buster Rhymes going off fucking kung fu on uh, Michael Myers there? Mm, no. No. God, Buster Rhymes. You know what the sad thing is? Buster Rhymes was really fucking good in the movie Higher Learning. That was an excellent fucking film. If you've never seen it, oh, highly recommend. But 
this movie, let's get back to Halloween 2018 because I keep talking shit. Um, did I enjoy it? Yes, for the most part. Uh, I'll honestly, I, I'll, I'll be decent and, you know, give it like a 7 out of 10 in terms of like enjoyability. And I mean, some of the kills are quite fucking creative. I, I'm not going to take that away. It's just. Michael Myers was not a gory killer, and w- when you're bringing in too much of fucking gore, oh, not to mention the one, <laughs> I wonder how many of you caught this, where, like, he crushed the one guy's head with, like, his boot, you know, squashed it like a grape, um, and then, like, I don't know, it was, like, two minutes later, they show the guy laying on the ground, and his face is fully intact, um, wait, what? <laughs> if you, like, literally, like, crushed him like a fucking grape, his face would be completely fucking mangled, and yet it looked perfectly fine. It was like, hmm, that was interesting. Anyways, so combine the two scores, 7 and 5, it's about a 6 out of 10. And I know that's harsh, and I know. A lot of people that I'm friends with and I follow and whatnot fucking love this movie. I can't agree with you. So, hey, who knows? You may never listen to my podcast again and think that I'm a complete shithead. It is what it is, but that's my personal feelings. I know I spoiled a lot. I hope you've all seen these movies, um, and I'm sure there's probably something that I said wrong, so <laughs> feel free to kick my ass on the internet all you fucking want, but that's that. Yeah, the original's a 10. Um, well, I mean, okay, if you really want me to get fucking technical, it's probably like, you know, an eight, eight and a half, but I give it a 10 just because... Despite all its fuck-ups, despite all the fucking bloopers and everything that's so fucking wrong with that movie, it's still a creepy movie, and it works on a lot of levels. So, And not to mention, I mean, technically, if you really want to break it down, it was supposed to actually be like kind of like the Black Christmas Part 2. Um, well, it was like very loosely inspired by Black Christmas from 1974. Good old Bob Clark film. But yeah, um, yeah, I, I mean, that would... That's where the original kind of spawned from. And then, you know, like John Carpenter and Deborah Hill both said, like they made something. It, it, when you actually look at the, the original film, the simplicity of it is what makes it work. A babysitter getting stalked by a killer. And it's very relatable because everybody is babysat at least one point in their life. Even I have. Whether, well, I mean, it was my younger siblings, but still. I, there were times when I was put in charge. And, you know, if a killer came in fucking knocked on my door yeah i'd be shitting fucking bricks too so and that's the thing like the new one seems like it had like several different plots going all at once um and of course the little kid there um what was his name julian or whatever yeah he was kind of funny but i didn't understand why we were making a character funny in the movie um but hey whatever that's that thank you for listening guys thank you for tuning in to this Shit-talking Halloween episode from that low-budget shit-talker himself, Postmortem Paul. And that's about that. So, how many of you are still with me? Probably nobody. Uh, Everybody hit stop when they were like, this guy's fucking ripping on the fucking new movie. Kiss my ass and go to hell. But, yeah. Anyways, that like I said, it's my thoughts. And that doesn't mean that I'm right, so... It's just my opinions. 
but that's that so again thank you for tuning in everyone have yourself a happy halloween i hope you've had a great shocktober spooktober whatever it is you're doing um i'll quickly okay so because i'm gonna announce next week's episode as well but first uh just you know where you can find the podcast on the social medias social meds i was gonna say social meds but that would that's not sounding too good so uh next level radio online.com slash podcast zero that is the home of the podcast the next level network uh you can also find uh what lurks behind podcast zero at its own website what lurks behind podcast zero.com on instagram instagram.com slash what lurks behind podcast zero or uh, that that's if you're on a computer uh, if you're on the Instagram app, it's just search what lurks behind podcast zero. You'll find me. Uh, Twitter, WLB podcast underscore zero. And on Horror Amino as what lurks behind podcast zero. Uh, so next week's episode. And so going forward, I, and I'm not, I'm not 100% positive. I just kind of want to announce this just in case, you know, shit happens, whatever. Um, there will be an episode next week. I'm not sure about the week after. The job is uh, the day to, you know, the, the real day job that I actually have. You know, the one that actually pays me. Because <laughs> this one don't pay me. Um, it pays me a lot of gratitude when people love the show, but it doesn't pay the bills. Um, anyways, uh, I alternate weekends on and off, on and off. And sometimes, like, last weekend was a little rough because I was working and trying to record an episode at the same time. There will be an episode next weekend. I can't promise for the weekend after. I may have to temporarily do every other week. Uh, I'd like to continue doing weekly because I enjoy the shit out of this stuff. But it might be a bit of a problem. I will definitely keep you guys informed. Uh, I appreciate all the support no matter what. Um, But... Next week? Next week's going to be a fun one. Uh, For the month of November, I'm kind of going on a sci-fi twist. Uh, It'll be... uh, The the films are going to be more science fiction related as opposed to horror. That doesn't mean that it won't have horror elements. Like, this first one that I'm doing, um, it's one that I... It's very near and dear to my heart. Um, It's one that I actually just thought of doing today. Uh... (laughs) I was trying to think of what was next week's episode would be, and all of a sudden I was like, fuck, why not this one? Like, So it's a sci-fi, it's a body horror classic, it's uh, The Fly from 1985 with Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's a fucking phenomenal actor. I love that he's bizarre and batshit crazy, and the thing is is that this movie I fucking love. I remember seeing this as, I was, I want to say about 15-ish. I know I didn't see it when it originally came out. It was a couple years later. And I remember, I, obviously I should just leave this for next week's review, but the part when he's doing the arm wrestling, um, that actually stuck with me for a couple weeks. I was like, whoa, fuck. Um, I just remember like every time I heard like crunching noises and shit, and it always popped back in my head. And I was like, eh, all right. Um, but yeah, I, I I really want to talk about this movie. I, lo- I, I love you know the fly and whatnot so i was like you know what that'll be next week's episode uh most likely no uh 
I believe it's been confirmed. So, should all go well, keep your eyes open because there just might be a special Halloween treat coming from the Next Level Network. Keep your eyes peeled because you never know what kind of trick-or-treat might come your way. And there's something that a couple of us guys were planning. And as far as I know, it's still on. So, come around Halloween time, you know, Wednesday, you might see an extra special event. Uh, Maybe a special episode from a couple of us guys from the Next Level Network. So, just keep your uh, eyes open. And if not, um, (laughs) okay, so... It was brought to my attention that, and totally slipped my mind, guys. I am totally sorry about this. I had said a couple of weeks ago, apparently, <laughs> that I totally forgot I said. But I was going to re-edit um, an old Bats, Bows, and Books podcast episode that I talked about my seven must-watch films of the month of October. And I completely forgot all about it. I offer my deepest apologies for that. But I will be editing that and hopefully having it up by Wednesday for sure. Uh, It could be a lot sooner than that, though, because I'm also on vacation from my day job. So, fuck my day job. But, yeah. um, So, again, my apologies. uh, Completely slipped my mind. And then someone brought it to my attention. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I did say that, didn't I? So, that's coming. But anyways, enough talking from me. I've rambled on. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys don't hate me for kind of shit-talking the Halloween 2018 film. But it is what it is. Those are my thoughts, not yours. And uh, I I decided for this week's uh, closing song. It's a song that I've been fucking listening to like an awful lot lately. Uh, I feel it it, it best describes... uh, my fans, my listeners, it, you guys, it, it's, fuck, the Facebook page is up to 1,600 plus. I am, like, completely floored by this. So I thought the best way to tribute all of you is if I played the song We Rock. And it's a Dio cover by Metal Allegiance. Um, and the really cool thing about it is I didn't even know this song was in existence at one point. And I was fucking around on the internet, and I saw uh, there was a the, the like the thumbnail for the video, and I noticed it had Alyssa White Glues from Arch Enemy and The Agonist, and I was like, oh fuck, hey, she's in this. Okay, cool. So I clicked on it, just figuring, okay, well I'll check that out, and Chris Jericho <laughs> pops up on my screen and is singing a part of the song, and I was like, now that's the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. So. I figure, you know what, to all of you, because you guys rock, you guys are totally fucking amazing, and you guys tune in every week, so that's for you, that's how I'm closing out, so thank you for everything, keep it macabre lurkers, and you rock.